everyone, and welcome down to episode number 106 on New Year's Eve of the Down South Photo Ooh. Show with me, Brendan Waits, here in Ocean Grove, Victoria, Australia. And the dude on the other screen, or in your other ear if you're listening to the podcast, it's Cam Blake in Hobart, Tasmania, Australia. Hello, Cameron. Hello, Brendan. Now, you said you were going to have a little party thing for New Year's Eve. Have you got one? You do have one. I knew you would. You, you are always... the king. You are the king of props. You are. Okay. Well, that's it. Oh, king of prop. King of prop. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only prop we've I've used all year. I don't uh, think you. I don't think you want to be referred to it, any reference to the king of pop, would you? No, not at all. Um, mm. It's New Year's Eve. We're we're putting this out on New Year's Eve because we I can. Know. So we can. Does so, that mean? Uh, does that mean we can get drunk uh, now? Yes, it definitely does. What are you? What are you? What are you? What are you downing there? Can uh, you I'm... Canadian clubs at the moment. Thank you to our wonderful beer donators. Yes. Uh, I'm still sucking on a slab of Bogues Premium <laughs> uh, that. that's been sitting there. So thank you. We might try and get through a few of them tonight. Yes, we will. It'll be good. Um, uh, I hope you people, good people at home, have got yourself a little brandy or a mm. little schnapps or a schnapps. glass of champagne. Glass of champagne is popular on New Year's Eve. Or if, of course, you don't partake, a nice beverage of some other description, non-alcoholic. Hey, you know what's going off at the moment? Um, five star Dan worded me up on these. Yes. Hard solo. Uh, now I've seen this. Have you? I, well, he's told me it's the the bee's knees. It's the duck's right. guts. Right. He said it's like drinking solo, but you get a bit tipsy on it. Right. So um, the other day I was in Sheffield up in northwest Tasmania doing a shoot at Cradle Mountain and uh, he rang me. He goes, have you tried hard solo yet? And I'm like, dude, I, I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they've got it here in Tassie. And over the road is the Sheffield pub, and I was just staying in the motel. So I got up, went across the road, went into the bottle shop. It was like asking for candy. It was like really a bit embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And the lady goes, oh, we're sold out of that. That sells out every time we get it. I'm like, oh, she goes, but we've got it on tap. And I said, I'm in You've a tank. got it on tap. They got it on tap. Um, I had tank top thongs and, and board shorts on. I thought probably not. I'm probably overdressed for the Sheffield pub, <laughs> um, so I didn't partake. But apparently, that is the the bee's knees of stuff. So, hard solo could be the way it goes. Apparently, yeah, I, I don't to understand why people from overseas think Australians have a drinking problem. I don't understand that. We that's, don't. That's, we don't. We don't. We just it's, have a country that's got a drinking problem. We don't. Yeah, the country. Yeah, that's does. right. We just yeah. we just put alcohol in soft drink. No problem. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Appar- hey, apparently, there are. Um, he says, have- has he has his CC and dry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, apparently, they're going to stop making this hard solo, and they have to rename it because of that yes. exact reason. Because yes. people think it's a a soft drink, and then yes, they're eight they're eight cans in and can't realise why they can't uh, yeah walk straight. Yeah, I'm surprised that uh, George Lucas hasn't arced up after they called it hard solo. But uh, uh, yeah, 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 that's true. maybe he did. Maybe he might. He 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 might still. You never know. He does have all the money in the world after all. Thank you to all our mm. 731 subscribers on the YouTubes for liking, sharing, following along. Um, now, last week I might have said that we had uh, something around 16,000 views on YouTube. I was a little bit out. Oh, about yeah. half. We'd have actually oh. we've actually just passed 30,000 views on YouTube, which is uh, yay us. Yeah, yeah, no one else is going to pump our tires. <laughs> so yeah, that deserves it. Blow our own trumpet. There we go. Hey, um, I actually when you mentioned that last week, I didn't. I thought we hadn't moved because I thought that's what it was. Yeah. No, no, I thirty thousand. You I know, think what? I, was, I think I was yeah. confusing the audio with the with the with the YouTuber. 
well, we do that anyway. We we confuse the audio and the video all the time on this show. We do. This is true. Hey, um, 30,000 downloads. We still don't have a sponsor. We still don't have any new jingles and we still don't have any guests. <laughs> How, hey, how, to, how the hell is this show actually working? Look, good things come to those who wait. And our, and our audience, I know, is very patient and very loyal. So uh, we'll be right. We'll, we'll get there. You know, I'm, any success that we've had, I'm attributing to the fact that there's no other podcast out there that people want to listen to in regards <laughs> to the photography. As soon as someone puts yeah. together a half-decent photography yeah. podcast in Australia, we are... You know, you know what's happened because we've stuck at it and we're at episode 106 these people are looking at it going yeah let's do a podcast oh my god we're 106 episodes behind no nah, i can't be asked or they're watching us and they're like they're 106 episodes in surely they're going to crash it's yeah, like, a, like a, it's like an ultra ultra slow car crash in slow motion right, exactly. of this show it's like when when are they going to stuff something up or really offend someone or yeah who knows we try to offend people but people just they all seem to think we're sort of like a couple of jokers, but really like we're yeah. certainly a couple of jokers. Did you have a good Christmas, Cameron? Uh, I did. Yeah, I had a pretty good Christmas. It was very good. low key. Yep. Uh, it was just the family. Um, we didn't go back to Melbourne. We usually go back to Melbourne, but we decided to stay home for the next few years. Um, so yeah, we had, it was a stunning day. We had a beautiful Christmas day um, and we had some nice ham. We had some nice turkey, some nice roast veggies, a couple nice. of, a couple of gr- drinks, a few chockies, the kids, I uh, got visited by Santa, and Santa was quite uh, quite um, generous this year. Right. Good on so, you, Santa. Yeah. So we had a really good day, and then we checked in with people online, uh, you know, FaceTime people, Zoom called people. Um, did I call you? I don't know. I can't remember. It might have been. Probably not. Why would probably. you? We, we do this on a weekly. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's Christmas every time I speak to you. Hey. Um, so, yeah, how about you? You had a good day? You, yeah, you, have pretty... a good, you, you always have a good Christmas, don't you? you you're a yeah, big Christmas well, person. We're normally pretty family oriented. So I was lucky enough to have my old man down come and stay with us for a few nights, which was great. Right. Um, Is that Jeff? Jeff? That's Jeff. That's correct. Yes. Well, yep. well done, Cameron. Ooh, Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Jeff, who won't be watching because he doesn't, but that's fine. No. Um, so it was really good to have, you know, for the kids to have their granddad here and, yep. uh, sorry, their pa here and for me to have my old man here. And uh, no, similar. We we ate, we drank, and we were merry. It was fantastic. Um, just, just a really good, solid Christmas day. A lot of fun. Yep. A, lot of, a lot of, a lot of festive cheer actually at our place. It was, it was wonderful. Was there any bean balls bowled? Any beamers? No backyard cricket? cricket. No oh. backyard cricket. No, right. no. Oh. Um, bit of a story behind that. I won't go into it on this, but uh, no backyard cricket this year, which was a bit disappointing because I'm, uh, I'm ready to go. Uh, I, I limped you, it up and everything. You've done it. You've done an injury, haven't you? No, I have not. Right, tell us. Hey, you were meant to tell me something off air last episode too. Was I <clears throat> about something your friend was getting for Christmas that you weren't allowed to tell me, and then you'll tell me off air, then you forgot all about it. Oh, I'll have to go and watch the episode from last week to refresh my memory. There's Ooh, a lot going on, Cameron. That'll make six people that's watched it now. Yeah, that's right, exactly. Um, look, it's it's New Year's Eve now. Some of you may be out with your cameras setting oh. up for a fireworks extravaganza. Yeah. So Cam and I thought we might give you a few tips and pointers on how to shoot fireworks displays. As he got, now, as as he googles how to shoot fireworks. Come on, Cameron, you wow. you're all you are all over it. First of all, if you haven't already, what you, now we're probably going to put this out New Year's Eve morning, so you can plan. No, on we won't. Oh, really? No, we're not going to put it out at three seconds to midnight. But isn't this? Aren't we recording this live New Year's Eve? Of course we are. That's right. We are. <laughs> Nineteen ninety-four. And uh, <laughs> so the first thing you want to do is. Get your spot. That is crucial. You have to mm. sneak out your spot. Yes, it You're is. going to have to be that person that spreads their tripod out in the prime spot. 
did I mention you have to take a tripod? Right, let's start with gear. You have to have a tripod. Well, hang on, let's go back one step. Let's oh, see, let's more. go, let's go back because today on the radio, this is so topical on the radio. So anyone that lives in New South Wales and mm-hmm. in Sydney who wants to go see what's behind Brendan there, the big probably as much as I hate to say this, it's probably the best fireworks display in the world, the Sydney ones. I reckon they always look incredible with that bridge. They do. But apparently this year you can only reserve your spot in like one one or two vantage points. The rest of it is free willy. You gotta go there and fight tooth and nail for your spot. So there was an announcement today saying that you need to get out real early. So I'm picking like lunchtime to get your spots. But picnic rug, take a big picnic rug and it's like a big footprint. And then you just say you got a big family that's coming later and that's right. So anyway, just mm. sit there and maybe put on some cricket on the radio or something. Just drink cans. True. Um, Play some tunes, you know, just hang out there. Uh, The good thing about most fireworks displays is quite often they will have an early fireworks display. The kids ones, the kiddie ones. For the the kiddies. Mm. Um, Sydney do a 9.30, Melbourne do a 9.30, I think even my local area. Hobart. Hobart. It's it's 1983, but it's still a 9.30. Perfect. And I would actually hazard a guess that the one behind me was part of the 9.30 display, given how much light there is still in the sky there. So well, it's a good point you raise there because I've found, same with my one behind here, if you want to get proper, really good New Year's Eve fireworks, I've noticed over the last few years that the first display, which is generally the kids' one at 9, 9.30, it generally t- tends to be the better one because it's not pitch black. There's still a bit of color in the sky. So yeah. you can actually get some effects like we've got behind and our, and our, um, our shots here. So if you don't want to sit up to midnight, but you still want to get some pretty good shots, highly recommend getting the early one. Then you can sort of just pack up and enjoy the night, really. Exactly. Or you can practice on the kids' well, the ones and yeah. be prepared for the for the big show. Mm. Uh, camera settings, Cam, what would you use to shoot fireworks? Well, first of all, yes, definitely tripod. Um, I normally would shoot and I haven't shot many fireworks. I sort of wing it a bit. Um, I would normally shoot in manual mode. Um, I want to try and control my shutter speed to give it a few seconds because the fireworks take off and they go in the sky, then they explode. So I usually try and get something like around about four to six seconds of some sort of action. Um, I would have my ISO again, it would depend on the time of night as well, or if it's a really bright region or little bits of, you know, lots of ambient light around you. But I would say something like about 400 ISO would be maybe a good way to start off with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would use the self timer as well. So don't, um, if you've got a cable release, that'd be great. Um, and, and autofocus can be a bit of a tricky one as well, because if you're trying to press the button, it's trying to focus on a dark sky before the firework goes off, that's not going to work. So if you're lucky enough bit... to be in Sydney, though, you might be able to that's right. that and focus on, on the, the bridge, coat so. hanger there. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, similar to how you would shoot Astro, go into manual mode um, and, and shoot uh, your auto, so turn your autofocus off and do manual focus to inf- infinity should be okay. Yep. Um, if you find that it's missing that a bit, you might back it off or you might focus on something over the other side of the bay there or on the other side of the river so you get a bit of a distance there. Um, as for F number, um, that plays around a bit with me. I, I, I couldn't tell you off the bat what it would be, but I generally sort of start at like F8 or F11. Yeah. Um, and that way it gives you a bit of room either way to either open it up and go faster shutter speed or shut it down and get a slower shutter speed. But um, that'd be better. I'd take all my filters off. I would take yeah. no have no filters on. No. Uh, and so, give myself un- plenty unlike, of room. Unlike you in real life, Cam, no filter. <laughs> <laughs> um, and 
I would give myself a bit of room. That's one thing I've noticed at fireworks because it gets really busy. Yeah. Um, try and make sure you've got yourself a good bit of space. Uh, we shot some fireworks uh, on our Kakadu uh, workshop a couple of months ago in Darwin when we got back to Darwin. And it was all on the foreshore there and we got on these little sand dunes and it was only that we spread ourselves out that we actually gave ourselves plenty of room. There was other people on the beach that so were all next to each other and they're moving around and they're sort of dodging each other to get things out of their bag. So give yourself a bit of room. If there's other photographers there, be wary of them as well. Um, people get a bit nancy on New Year's Eve with fireworks if you get in their way or you knock their camera. So give everyone a wide berth. Um, yeah. yeah. Did I cover as everything? With, as with most things in photography, the old uh, PPP, prior preparation prevents piss poor piss performance, performance. Yes, I love which that. Which is like PPPP, PPPP. Um, I hate that saying, by the way. One of my bosses said that to me once and I could have punched him in the face. But that's another story. Um, I, I like- um, Piss poor performances result in punches in the face. Correct. That's right. Um, lens selection for me would be, I would like to have a little bit of zoom. Un if I could, just so I've got a bit of versatility in the moment because yeah. you won't have long. Like you know, if you're in Sydney, you're going to have 20 minutes of yeah. a fireworks display, which is why everyone should at least once in their life have a crack at photographing the Sydney fireworks. Cause you just, if you can't get a good fireworks display with that going on. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You probably, you probably photography might not be your thing. <laughs> well, but, it is, um, it is easy to stuff up though. Oh no, no, it is. I'm not, I'm, yeah. not, taking, I'm not, not, I'm not saying that lightheartedly. What, what I'm no. saying is give yourself a bit of preparation. So have like a zoom, uh, you know, if we're talking say a 24 to 100 in 35 yep. mil speak range would be good. I reckon um, yeah. you might want to isolate a couple of little areas. Um, you know, you might, for example, the photo behind cam, um, you know, the fireworks are all happening sort of right over the Harbor there. So maybe that's, a slightly a, that's, a, that's about as, that's about as big as they get in Hobart. There you go. So <laughs> mainly it may be a slightly tighter crop there on that image. Can um, you see all this, see all the city to Hobart boats there? That's where they all pull up. So you have the city to Hobart boat race. Wonderbar, little carnival. Yeah, it is a carnival. Um, yeah. something else that is really cool about focal length as well, which, so at BFOP this year, Bright Festival of Photography, make sure you get your tickets for next October. Um, they had a whole fireworks display. Oh, you, you know, you were there. Um, but the, like I was saying, it's not always simple to get fireworks. And even though this was a big festival of photography and we had about 20 professionals wandering around to help people, I still heard people yelling out, oh, I'm not getting it. I'm just getting a black screen or whatever it is. So yeah. do a little bit of research before you go out because it, yeah. like we say, it sounds pretty straightforward. But to be honest, I reckon fireworks uh, are up there with lightning. They're a little bit tricky and a little bit yeah. hit and miss. Yeah. Um but getting back to your, your focal length, something else you can do, which is cool, is you can actually zoom out or zoom in when the fireworks are going off and you get that sort of explosion coming into the lens. looks pretty cool as well. Definitely. Good mm. tips all around, I think. Well, that pretty much tops it off. But I think uh, using your self-timer is really important so that yeah. because you will be um, working quickly and that generally leads to, you know, camera shake. So, yeah, um, you know, self, just a two-second self-timer. Um, and look, preempting is is tough. Um, yeah, know, the fireworks displays mm. aren't the same. There's no no two are the same. So, preempting when things are going to go off, so to and, speak, could be a so, tricky. And something else that can play around with you a bit with fireworks. Um, one thing I try and take note of is the wind direction. So yeah. even though the fireworks go off, they'll fade to a certain direction into the wind, but they'll also create a lot of smoke that goes into that wind. So if you're sort of downwind from where the fireworks are, you're going to get a lot of disturbance in front of the fireworks. 
So if you can get yourself in a viewpoint that's side on to the wind, that would make a big difference. Um, and you can sort of do practice shots beforehand. So for example, that bridge behind Brendan there, you know, you could always do a couple of shots just to get the exposure on that bridge right. Um, and if you get the exposure on the bridge right, you're pretty much close to the mark on what the fireworks going to look like. You can do some quick tweaking. Um, but yeah, so you can do some practice shots beforehand. Don't just leave it to the first firework to snap off a frame and see what's going on. Take a few test shots, make sure the lights look okay, make sure you got your composition all okay and, and stuff like that. So yeah. Excellent. How how spectacular is that, by the way? That's, that's a pretty a good that's a great shot of yours. Yeah, yeah, it's only it's not. It's thanks, Google. Um I've never seen the fireworks in Sydney. I'd like to. So, ah, look, fireworks. Next- Next year, not really gonna, my thing, but you know, I'm next year we're, we're running a competition on dsps.com.au. Next year, mm-hmm. um, you get to go see the Sydney fireworks with us. That's right, exactly on a TV screen. <laughs> yes, <laughs> at a pub somewhere. <laughs> Correct, and probably in Hobart. <laughs> oh, yeah, Hobart sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, to me. Look, it's it's been a big year. Twenty twenty three came at us with a rush. I can't believe we're at the end of it already. Everyone says that every year. Um, so it's been a really exciting time, particularly for the Down South Photo Show. Um, things, as we all know, and we talk about regularly, are growing, which is exciting mm. for us. But we thought we'd have a bit of a reflection mm. back onto 2023, the year that was. Have a bit of a chat about mm. what we did, what we liked, what we didn't like, all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, we, we thought we'd talk a bit about gear, like what kind of what gear came out this year that, that excited us. Not much to be perfectly honest. Um, and also <laughs> iPhone um, 15. Yeah, just, just reminisce a little uh, over our uh, little Canadian Club and Dry and our James Bogues. James Bogues. Yeah. Whatever the listeners or viewers are watching. Now, I would like to make a special mention right now. If you are listening to the show on, uh, and you've got your headphones in or you're driving in the car and you can't see us, a little later on, we're going to, Cam and I are going to put up our favorite five photos of the mm. year that each of us took. Um, and we so, are going to explain every one of them in great detail. Right. We're going so to give the, you the thousand words. <laughs> so you can you can picture them in your brain as you're driving along, exactly what that photo is. Yeah. So if you, if you are listening, uh, we do encourage you to maybe uh, jump on the YouTubes and check yeah. out the visual version of this. Maybe on New Year's Day tomorrow when you're, hung, uh, when you're resting. Yeah, and the kids are barking at you wanting to go for a ride on their bike. Or... That's right, exactly. There's, no, there's nothing worse than that, is there? Um, 2023, Cam, did you um, acquire any new gear in 2023? Uh, I think I did. Um, okay. Yeah, I did. I, mm-hmm. I got a big, I got a big giant white lens. You certainly did. Now, that, yeah. that, I think that has been a real feather in your bow or a real arrow in your, uh, I don't know, in your arsenal. I was going to say, but that didn't sound quite right. But anyway. Is it a quiver? Is it a quiver? Is that where they kick out, keep arrows? Well Is it a quiver? Is that a quiver? Yeah. By the way, if you see me doing this a lot, it's because yeah. my son got a gaming chair for Christmas and, and I'm swiveling a lot. Anyway, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, your new, new big uh, white lens. So I got a new big white lens, which um, was a bit of a game changer. Um, that was a big uh, investment in, in buying that. But um, it sort of came about pretty funny because I had no intention of buying it as quickly as I did. I was going to sort of pay it off over a few months. And then our good friend at Digirect, Mark, uh, from DigiDirect Melbourne rang me up like two weeks later. He says, oh, I've got your lens here. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, shit, that doesn't help because I don't have the money here. <laughs> anyway, we, we, we worked it out. But um, so that was a big, uh, big purchase for me. And yeah, it's definitely been a game changer and I'm really happy with it. I think the quality out of it's fantastic. Um, uh, it, it tracks really well. It's super fast tracking. 
uh, attracts birds and animals and things like that really well through the OM1. So that was a really big uh, purchase for me. Um, and then what else did I get? I I can't remember. I, I, I sold some gear this year. I got rid of my Leica, mm -hmm. uh, sold that and all the lenses. Um, and as of yesterday, I may have bought another camera because okay. I'm a bit stupid. But care to share? It. Yeah, I'm care to share. Um, I've, this is the third or maybe the fourth time I've bought this camera, would you believe? <laughs> And I know what people are going to be saying. They're going to be slapping their face going, this guy's an absolute twat. Um, and yes, I am. Um, so I bought the Fuji GFX 100S. And again. again. And the reason why I bought it again is because <laughs> I, I think, apart from my Olympus system that I have, which is super versatile and I can use that for 99.9% .9 of my stuff, I think the Fuji GFX system is is probably the best system out there in regards to file quality the the quality mm. of the quality and and detail that comes out of these files and the gfx's are really really amazing so but the reason why i bought it i had no intentions of buying it until again digidirect who don't sponsor the show uh, who should because we probably send tens if not hundreds of thousands of dollars through them every year <laughs> um they had a sale on and so this GFX 100S usually retails for around about $8,000 for the body, mm -hmm. which is r ridiculously expensive. And then I saw it online for like 6800 or something. I'm like, gee, that's a pretty big discount. So I got on a message to Mark. I said, oh, are they discontinuing this? He goes, no, no, they're just trying to move them. So I said, oh, okay, well, that's 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 the public price. What's, what's Cam's price? <laughs> so he came back and it was significantly lower again. Good. And I went, oh, okay, that's really interesting. And he said, oh, by the way, Fuji are also doing $1,300 cash back on this body. Goodness me, they're giving the thing away. So I'm like, well, this is only going to cost me a couple of thousand dollars to get this body. I'd be crazy not to. Yeah. So I did. So, But what I've decided to do, instead of investing into that whole system again with lenses and the whole rigmarole, I'm just going to hire, I'm just going to rent one lens, a wide angle zoom lens. And yep. I'm just going to rent that for six months and just give it a bit of a whirl and see how I go. Uh, and then if I like that lens, I might go and buy one or something like that. But yeah, I've, this is the fourth time I'm pretty sure I've bought a GFX, but I I look at the files I've still got on my, my camera, on my computer from earlier days when I had one. And they are spectacular files. Um, yep. And they do print extremely well. Uh, and it's just a good, I think it's just something nice to have. I've got my really portable, uh, versatile Olympus system, which is great. But then I've also got this one. If I want to try and do some really nice shots with massive prints, I want to try and do or whatever. Um, it works really well. So it was, I'd be crazy. It was crazy not to go and get one. And I actually just saw when I was on Facebook before, there's another photographer who I, I know of Louise Denton, who's up in Darwin. Uh, lovely uh, lady and a really good uh, landscape photographer. She uh, just posted that she bought one as well. There so I think there's a few of us that might have gone, oh, hang on a sec, that's a pretty damn good deal. Yeah. No, look, it's a wonderful setup. And and mm. anything that's um, full-frame digital uh, is going to, you know, do a good job. But Fuji in general, and I think... Well, this, is me this is medium format too. Medium format. There you mm. go. So it's even... So it's even bigger than full frame. 102 megapixels. Yeah, it's wow. crazy. Um, over a medium format sensor, which is amazing. Um, 
I think where Fuji do it so well is the way that they can mimic their film stock digitally. Yes, which is um, what I really like about the system. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. I mean, you can shoot in Fuji Chrome on that thing, which is yeah. which is pretty pretty nuts. Um, yeah. yeah, which is always produced in my for my money. You know the best. Uh, it's the best E6 system that's out there. Fuji Chrome. Yeah. I, I every time I someone comes in with a stack of slides from you know, the seventies or eighties mm. and it's all Fuji Chrome. I know I'm just going to scan up beautifully. So yeah. Well, that's the I thing love, as well. Um, the very first GFX I bought a few years back, um, I remember I put it into Provia, Fuji Provia mode, which is yeah, an nice. E6 film. Yeah. And I took a photo at Cradle Mountain. And when I, I got home and I looked through the viewfinder and the viewfinder, I, I, I kid you not, it looked like it was a slide loop. Yeah, and, and that's what sold me on it. It, it looked like, like nothing to, to the level of Peter Dombrowskis, but it had the same, color and feel to it yeah and i couldn't stop lock, looking at this file of where i shut up in cradle mountain i'm like this file looks like a slide and that's that's mm. what that's what sold me on it was just that it, it is it is a really very very close true representation of what old school e6 looks like so, i think there's a lot to be said for for companies that stay true yeah to photographers and to, to photography in terms of yeah. um Fuji have got the wood on everyone because they can reproduce the film that they actually use to manufacture. Manufacture, yeah. but I think that's what I really dig about Olympus as well. Artists formerly known as Olympus is yeah. they the build of their cameras very much mirrors the old OM system yeah, cameras. That's right. um, you know, and and that that retro sort of throwback is quite uh, comforting. I think in when it's in your hands and you know yeah. you know what you're going to get from them. Um, that's not to say, you know, I mean, Canon and Nikon, I actually think Canon and Nikon dropped the ball for a little while, but I think mm. they're having a bit of a renaissance, both of them. Well, if you, um, yeah, if you look, if you look, for example, at the Nikon, uh, is it the Nikon F? I think it yeah. is like yeah. they've, they're, they're like you're hundred percent right. Fuji have gone, you know, keeping in line with their, their, uh, E6 slide profiles mm. that works really well. Mm. Um, you're right. I think Olympus has kept its. Pretty much, its roots on the same sort of area. Yeah. Um, but you're right now. Like Nikon's brought out cameras that look like the old FM and Nikon FMs, and Canon, I think, are also designing something at the moment which is going to be similar. Yeah. Um, but you're right. Like it, it, it's nice to pick these cameras up and feel familiar yeah. with them straight away. I, I don't care what anyone tells me. Uh, if you, if if the camera handles well, well, that's mm. that's that's a big chunk of like you're on your way to better photography. If you if you've got confidence in the way the camera feels and i know it sounds mm. weird because the way you hold or feel a camera doesn't make the image yeah but in a lot of ways it does because it's a mindset yeah and you know you get a camera in your hands that, that feels familiar that feels comfortable um i think i think it goes a long way towards putting you in the right frame of mind to take yeah. better pictures so it's funny um, yeah um yeah ha I hats off hats off to these companies for actually caring about photographers um yeah, yeah no I'm, I'm impressed with What's out there right now, even though it's been stripped back a lot because, you know, manufacturers are falling over left, right and center and, 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 mm. you know, the compact cameras are done. We know this. Yeah. So really it's a big shift on research and development into digital SLR and mirrorless, of course, um, which has helped because yeah. you know, they've, they've, they've actually gone, hang on, we really need to concentrate on this area of the market because it's pretty yeah. much all we've got left now. That's all they've got left, yeah. I think um, I think you're right, yeah. Um, where I think some brands have spent the last probably 10 years or so having that megapixel race, There's, that's been yeah. through like Canon, Sony, Nikon have all been racing that. 
And the other brands like, you know, your Fuji's, your Panasonic's, your Olympus, even your Leica's to a point have stayed true to what their general uh, DNA is. They haven't really, you know, like Olympus haven't changed their sensor or their megapixels for God knows how long. No. Like they're like, you know, we're, we're happy with 20 megapixels. That's fine. And, um, I think you're right. These other brands, the bigger brands are now starting to realize that they've sort of got to the end of one street. They're going to have to go down another one. And that, yeah. that, that other one is bringing back some old school sort of DNA into cameras and stuff like yeah. that, which, which feels like a natural, natural evolution of digital mm. photography, which is, which is really cool. I, I think, I think it works really well. Um, as far as uh, gear that I acquired this year, it was early in 2023 where um, I finally got my mitts on my EM1X. Mm. Now, I'll be honest, I bought the EM1X because it came with a free 100 to 400 mil lens. <laughs> so, or was it the other way around? By the lens, get the camera. I can't remember now. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, it was the other and, way. Yeah, yeah. It, co it cost me next to nothing to buy mm. this kit. And of course, I had every intention of selling the EM1X mm. and just shooting and just keeping the 100 to 400, he says, as he produces his EM1X. Um, I, I love that camera. Yeah. I, I've I've fallen for it. Do I another, didn't do think another I one. I'll sell you. I'll sell you another one if you want. I didn't think I'd fall for it, and I think the reason I've fallen for it is because it suits these stupid big man yes. hands that I've got. Yeah. Yeah. It fits. It fits me really well. It fits mm. ergonomically. It fits me. Yeah. Um, and I I really like it. I, I I don't ever fit the strap to it. I just hold it, hand hold it, mm. and uh, I love it. I've been throwing that thing around and really enjoying it. And I think in a lot of ways. By marrying it to the one hundred to four hundred, that's a really well balanced kit. For, it is, yeah. And then, and then I can so I can just keep the hundred to four hundred on the EM one X, put my wide angle on the OM five, and yep. I've got the two bodies and away I go. So, yep. yeah. Well, you are, are you bringing the one hundred to four hundred in February on our walk? Yeah, I am. You are okay. Excellent. <laughs> um, yeah. So that that was a great deal, and that um, I was the same. I bought it for the lens. Mm. Got cobwebs on my microphone. Um, I bought it for the lens and I got rid of the lens and I've still got the the body. Yeah. Because the body marries up really well with that big white lens of mine. Yeah, it could, it, uh, my, if I had to be picky, it could do with the firmware update, but I don't know if they're ever going to do one because I think that was the last line yeah, of those maybe. kind of. Well, I heard a rumor that there's a new camera coming out in 2024 from OM Digital. Okay. It better no. not be an EM... 2x <laughs> well no no one's telling me um because okay. I'm, I'm not in the loop of that place so but I'll, I'll, I'll get the scoop for you yeah ask your mate he might know i will he'll know for sure um is that, is that all you bought you bought an iphone as well oh which, does which that is, count which, ooh, you're so off iphones aren't you I'm, like, I'm really upset with my iphone 15 that, pro that's a dirty word um, for you isn't it iphone no 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 you i think it's the worst iphone i've ever made fight me <laughs> I, I told you who was asking me the other oh five star dan wanted to buy an iphone i said well don't buy the new one you need to go yeah. watch episode 104 yeah. or something where brendan sees I look and, and and i'm gonna uh have a bit of a muck around with the set it could be me i could be i've been that busy lately that i haven't had two seconds to look maybe, at the maybe you just maybe you just take shit photos there's no doubt about that but that's, <laughs> <laughs> that goes without saying Kevin. Yeah, yeah um so moving on yeah. 2023 cam what what was the best time that we had behind a camera? Um, as in we, as in us. Oh well, you, you, no, you or me. Like what? what okay. What, can Can you recall? I mean, these are questions without notice. We haven't really had a meeting. Oh, they are. No, we haven't. There's no but, meeting, um, no meeting at all. What, what, did you remember a particular session, a photo mm. shoot? You know, it could have been, you know, just uh, you know, a sunrise or a an aurora or a who knows anything. You know, that, there's that, that, probably there's, really got the juices flowing. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Yeah, when prob- you get in the zone. Yeah, there, there was probably, I reckon I had two, maybe even three moments this year where I sort of, like I was that impressed, I put the camera down to take it in with my own eyes. Yeah. Um, one of them's in our top five or in our five photos that I put up. Yeah. Uh, and that was a sunrise down in the southwest of Tassie. That was early on in the year. We were out on this little boat uh, on this calm as calm could be uh, morning on, on Bathurst Harbour out there. And this rain cloud just lit up with the sunrise. And like that was one of those moments I just went, whoa. And I could see my customers, like you could feel my customers' excitement. Yeah. And I just put I just put the camera down and went, okay, I'm just going to watch this for a couple of minutes because this is pretty special. Yeah. Uh, and probably the other one was at this end of the year, just probably going through Utah, there was a few moments there where I just put the camera down and uh, one of the viewpoints at Zion, both Five Star Dan and I both put our cameras down and just went, this is impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did that a couple of times. So yeah, probably probably bookends. There was one at the start of the year and then one at the end yeah. where, um, yeah, where I've just sort of gone, wow, okay, that's that's pretty cool. So Yeah, that's good. Yeah, What about you? You must have had a few. Oh, I did. Uh, I, I was really fortunate this year. Um I felt like 2023 was a comeback year for me behind the lens. I not mm. to say that I've battled for the last couple of years, but what I've battled with the last couple of years is freaking well getting myself out there. Um yeah. and Re- retail you've battled with. Well, that too, but I, I think mm. I think more than anything, at least twice, maybe three times this year, I just went, I'm I'm going to take photos. And yeah. I and I actually instead of taking photos being a bonus, it became the actual focus of the trip. Right. Yeah. Yep. For ages now, you know, and you're in the same boat. Like you got you got young kids, you you get your weekend, you want to have mm. time with the family, which is fantastic. Yeah. The camera comes along and you might get it out and take a few shots. Yeah. Whereas when you dedicate, I'm going to take photos. I'm going out for the day. I'm going out for a couple of days. I'm going to hike. I'm going to camp. Whatever. Yeah. Um, two moments that that were my top two moments this year. One was the trip. I did down to the 12 apostles um, yeah. just chucked all my gear in the van, bailed out mid morning and went, I'm shooting the sunset at the 12 apostles. It was midwinter. Uh, I happened to fluke the sunset that sets right behind the 12 apostles and it will be in the top five. That one's going to come up. It wasn't a fluke, mate. You organized it. Come on. I had no, I honestly had no idea, but mm. that trip yielded not only great photos, but a great experience uh, because yeah. I went to new places that I hadn't been to. I went and saw the baker's oven, on the tour, hey, on the graduation yep, road, yep. which I hadn't been to before. Um, I was telling this to a friend the other night and it was just, it, it yeah, it got me going again, which, which I really loved. And going back to the 12 apostles and shooting when the penguins landed and mm. explaining to this American family that there's penguins here and watching them flip their shit and then mm. actually seeing the photos on my screen, it, it, it made that connection of a professional photographer again, which I really loved. And, Super proud of the images and haven't done a thing with them since I took them, but that's okay. Yeah. That'll come. Yeah. Really, really proud of them. Uh, and of course, the other one, and it goes without saying, was night three on the Overland. Um, actually, morning oh, yes. four of the Overland. Oh, yes. When, when you basically looked at me and said, "You're going with him. He's going to take you somewhere." Yes. And took me to the waterfalls. Oh yeah, um, down to the, down to little grotto there. Yeah, little grotto. That's right. Yep. And and I think. <clears throat> Yeah, look, obviously I would have loved to have spent the whole morning there. We couldn't. We're under time mm. pressure to get keep walking. But um, yep. that might have been 20 minutes, uh, yep. and that was phenomenal. Just to yeah. be there and see it. Yeah, I got a couple of nice shots. Um, yep. They're not the greatest photos I've ever taken. But to know that places like that still exist was pretty yeah. bloody awesome. Yeah. 
I think uh, between the two of us, I think we both um, we both love the same thing, and that's the experience. Yeah. Like the the photos are just a byproduct of the experience, really, and yeah. that's that's how everyone really should be shooting. Like, yes, you know, you can go on holidays and go shoot wherever you're going, but that should be the whole journey and the whole experience of where you're going. And then the photos are just that end product of, of good preparation, a good experience. You know, whether or not you're sharing it with an American family that, you know, don't know where the penguins are going or yeah. you know, me spending it with Dan, my cousin in another country or spending it with customers, whatever it might be, um, you'll remember the experience well before you remember the photo you took from it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really important because I think what happens these days is that quite a lot of people chase the photo, not the experience. Um, and for a whole heap of reasons, you know, whether or not it's getting attention online or getting likes or trying to sell stuff or whatever it might be. But I think as soon as you take your eye off that ball of trying to chase the photo and not the experience, I said, I think that's when you stop becoming a photographer and you actually start, you know, becoming a bit more of a, a machine of trying to get something yeah. for the sake of it. And you don't enjoy it as much. Like it's, it's like a chore versus an experience. Like yeah. I know, I know sometimes like I've been out in the last few months, I've had, I wouldn't say I've had the the photography blues, even though I've been to some incredible spots, but I'm finding in the downtime when I get back from a trip, like I'm like, oh, I wouldn't mind maybe go out and do some photos of that spot. But then I'm like, you know what? I'm just chasing the photo. I'm not actually chasing an experience and yeah. I don't do it because I know I'm just going to get drive out somewhere or get out and walk somewhere and not enjoy the experience because I put all this pressure on trying to get this one shot of something. Yeah. Um, you need to let things come a bit more naturally with photography. And I think it's funny you should say that because when, when, you know, we suggested we should put up our five favorite photos of the year, I went through and, and I'm looking at them more, not so much from a good photo point of view, but from a good experience point. Yeah, of view. exactly. Yeah. And, and I think that's what resonates. And I yep. think if, if you've had a good experience while you're taking those photos, it'll come through in the image. Like it's 100, just going 100%. Yeah, that, so, that, that that is the magic formula to yeah. being a good landscape photographer i reckon yeah. is is if you go out to enjoy the experience you'll come home with the better photos well if we, if we just do we have to just end the channel now but we just <laughs> we just We've, answered the fundamental question of we have you know, solved how to be it a great pretty landscape much photographer it's never been that hard people just got yeah. it the people have just got to let go of chasing the photo and then you know chase the experience well uh, with that in mind, I think we should just dive into our our top okay. five photos each. What do you think? Um, well, before you, as you load yeah. them up, I'm going to go grab another beer. So okay, all right. Be, well, you you, you keep talking. You you do okay. some filling. Okay, I'm I'm really good at filling. People know this who who listen to the channel as Cameron disappears into his background to go and find himself more alcohol. Um, I'm going to try and do something that I don't normally do. Uh, and that is technology. I'm pretty ordinary at technology, as Cameron will attest to. What so have I'm going to try and share this screen. All oh, right. And go share. Did that uh, work? That's a big dick pic, mate. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops, wrong folder. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Uh, so we're going to go shot for shot. Hopefully, I've organized these okay. This says shot A, so it's mine. Um, we're well, going to start here, and then we'll do That's one pretty again. technical. I think A and B. Yeah, I think, I think uh, very hopefully much. that's is, is, Cam. Does that look right to you on our screen? Because I look, it looks good to me. I can see a picture. Let's just do that anyway. If I get even bigger, there we go. Um, okay. So this is the Overland track. Now the reason, like I mentioned before, this is far from an amazing photo. Like it's it's nice, but what this photo about is about is the experience. So we'd basically been trudging through a couple of days of pretty ordinary weather. It was pretty wet. Um, and then we started to get a bit of sun on a button grain uh, button plane Bruh. 
button grass, grass plane. plane. Mm. <laughs> How's that, 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 that CC going? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, this is just looking across the valley on day three. I can, tell you, I can tell you exactly where that is. Yes, I'm sure you can. That, uh, yeah. I think it's sort of pointing, I don't know, you tell me. Well, I think what the cloud behind is at the bottom of Mount Oakley. Correct. So I think those trees are as we're coming, almost getting into the forest section before you do. Yeah, that's exactly big, right. Yeah. And, yeah. The, and, the and I was yeah. I was sort of in between hikers, so I'd sort of spaced myself out a little bit. Um, I had about maybe three or 400 meters in front of me and a few hundred meters behind me. I was on my own. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was one of the absolute joyous moments of of the overland track and it was i gave a little yahoo as um as the sun came out and yeah this was probably the first photo i took of any substance on the uh, on the overland uh yep. so again it's never going to win any awards but it's a shot that means a hell of a lot to me and i think what again what you just said then is i think a lot of us have that internal thoughts as well like I, i've done the same thing on that track a thousand times where i've just given everyone a bit of space not for them, but for me, just so I can walk along and have that couple hundred meters of space to myself. And you internalize it. You look around, you're like, this is incredible. Like I've I've literally got this place to myself at the moment. And when the sun pops out, you do, you do a little bit of a Yahoo because you're like, this place is, it's it's magic land, like a little bit of mood, a bit of atmosphere, you know, and it doesn't have to be the greatest shot. But when you marry that shot up to the experience and what you're feeling at the time, then it, you know, it makes it a special, special photo. And that's, again, that's, that's what we should all be aiming for. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So I'm going to flick over to the next shot. Oh, so this in theory mm. should be one of yours, Cameron. Oh, Let's see. Oh, it is. Hey, it is. There you go. Um, all righty. Uh, so this is one of mine. <laughs> uh, so this is down. This is one of my favorite spots in Tassie, but one of the reasons why it's my favorite spot is because it just delivers almost every time you go out there. And this is, uh, that's Lake Petter in the southwest of Tassie, uh, which you can access this viewpoint by what's called the Scotts Peak Dam Road. Not many people will go down there. Not many people know about it, but it's a spectacular road that goes deep down to the south of this lake. And I was there with a good friend of the show, Jamie. Uh, we went out there to do some st stuff. We had to chop trees down because it had been a big windstorm. We spent hours chopping trees down with this little matchbox chainsaw that he had in his car that was terrible. Can, can I just chip in here? You weren't chopping yeah. trees down. You were clearing trees that had fallen over the track. Yeah, that, that's correct. We weren't <laughs> chopping forests down. No, no, we we're clearing the road. We we're doing we we're doing parks and wildlife job for him. Yes. Uh, yes, <laughs> we were chopping forests down. Um, but it took forever. And we got to this, this vantage point and we we're looking around and there wasn't much happening. And I think Jamie and I said, oh, we know, maybe we should just pack up and head home. And, I sort of said, look, let, let's just give it a bit more time. Let's just wait and see what happens when the sun gets almost down. And on cue, about five minutes later, we turned around and this whole sky just lit up with these sun rays coming through, lighting up this lake. And um, again, it, it wasn't uh, the best day for photos. We were, we're actually pretty tired because we've been chopping down trees and moving things off the road and we're just pretty <laughs> exhausted. And uh, we got rewarded. So again, the experience of getting this shot was was interesting because it's got a story behind it. You know, we, we put actually a lot of, lot of effort in to get to that spot at that time. If we hadn't have moved all those trees off the road, we probably would have got there two or three hours earlier and gone, oh, this is crap, we're going home. Yeah, yeah, so, for sure. So it was meant to be, wasn't it? It was meant to be. And, um, yeah, so this is – I've got a few shots from this exact location looking at that exact sort of scene over a few years, and they're all, I think, fantastic in my eyes because they're all sort of different light dancing around. But – I was pretty happy with that. And I've just now sold a, a 36 by 24 inch print, Brendan, of this one, which that's a win. That is a win. 
So I was pretty oh, happy with that. Very, that's very, very nice. I like yeah. that. Um, are we gonna are we gonna tell people what we shot with for these or? Uh, yeah, like this is uh, um, the Olympus OM1, and I think I had, I think I might have had the long lens. I think I might have had the white lens for this one. Yeah, I'll, I'll just quickly flick back because this shot was the Olympus OM5 with their plastic fantastic 40 to 150 yes that's right that is shot with a 200 lens <laughs> doesn't matter doesn't matter no no it's yeah. uh yeah it worked uh so if we go forward one ah right so this was um i've actually forgotten what photos i put up this was another night where <laughs> Jesus. um this is another night where um it all came together and the juices flowed and it felt good to be a photographer. Uh, this is my muse, Point Lonsdale. Mm. Uh, I know everybody uh, is sick and tired of me banging on about how much I love Point Lonsdale, but there's a reason, folks. It's because you get photos like that. Um, so this is the entrance to Port Phillip Bay. It's also known as the RIP. Cameron's been through there on the spirit of spew mm-hmm. more than once. Um, uh, upright and sideways. Yeah. <laughs> it is actually one of the most treacherous uh, waterways in the world, apparently. So um, yeah, It is, absolutely. As, as was proven when one of those pilot boats ran aground when we were at BFOP camp. So, really? Yes. Uh, in, were, in rough in rough weather or just bad correct. driving? Um, no, no, hit the hit the reef uh, where we took participants early in the year, that reef that sticks out by the jetty there. Oh, right. Uh, okay. Yeah, hit the reef and um, they had to be rescued. They had to be chopped off there. So it was pretty pretty full on. Uh, they lost one of those pilot boats, which are worth a pretty penny. Wow. Uh, so there you go. The danger money that they get to do that job, they don't yeah. get paid enough. Anyway, what you're looking at there obviously is a big wave that was looks like it's chasing the boat, but there mm. is quite a bit of distance between the boat and that wave. Yeah. Um, in fact, I would say there's probably somewhere around the 300 meter mark between yeah. those two. So, yeah. so what you're looking at here is the EM1X with 100 to 400 uh, at 400 mil. Um, I, I was just one of those nights where the big swell were rolling through the, the, the light was bright. Uh, mm. yeah, really, really happy with that shot. That, that is a cool spot. And I only visited that the first time when we did our yeah. DSP, DSPS, um, workshop. Was that the start of last year or the year before? Yeah, we've done, we did, we did summer and winter this year. So, um, right. so this, we've been, yeah, been there two times. Yeah, so the first time I went there and I could see that wave rolling in and I think the first time we were there, it started to build up as we were moving away and going to another location. But, yeah, you can see why people love it. And, and there's been some incredible shots from that location. Definitely. So um, that's pretty cool. But it does look like the, the boat's about to go down that wave, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, and it was funny because a lot of people. I have this photo on a big canvas in my shop, and people are like, "Whoa, wow, that's a, yeah. that was an that's an action shot." Yeah. Um, righto. Cool. So next one, Mister Blake. Uh, so this is the one I was talking about as one of my favourite moments. So this Isn't is in that the south. Magnificent. That that cloud was just off the charts. Um, so I, I don't know if I've shot it that well. Um, like to be honest, I'm not really happy with the foreground, I might've probably could have got some more water reflections and maybe I haven't edited as well as I wanted to, but it was just one of those moments where the the sky just lit up and like the boat had stopped because we pretty much have the boat driver do what we want them to do. So, and they could see it happening too. And and it was one of those moments where the guys that were guiding us who go down to this place day in, day out, they all, I remember there was two of them at the back of the boat and when this is all lighting up, I turned around and even they're looking at each other going, oh, look at this. So, it was a really sort of out of the, out of the box moment, and um, it was just really really lovely to see. And like I said, we put the camera down for a couple of minutes just to watch it, and it all changed. The whole shape of it changed. It got longer and skinnier, it got brighter and darker, and stuff like that. But that was again, that was on the IM one. 
I think I just had something like the the twelve to forty on it. It was just a standard lens. Yep. Um, and it was just right time, right place. Um, it was just one of those mornings, and you you get them anywhere. Those real fiery sunrises that you get, and you can sort of see that out the back. There's a bit of that fiery sunrise, but yeah, this this rain cloud that was coming across the lake, uh, was just in the right place to to catch those rays. So so, so just again, what lake is that? So that actually that's uh, Bathurst Harbour. Sorry, so it's not right. a lake. Um, okay. So if you so I do a trip which will go in March. It's a three day two night camp, uh, but it's in glamping tents, huts, and stuff. But you fly down from Hobart along the southern coast, pretty much past the southern point of Tasmania. Then you land at a place called Melaleuca, and then there's little. They're not tinnies. They're probably twenty seater tinnies or twenty seater boats. Um, we pretty much get access to them and, and a couple of camp guides and boat pilots. And they take us around for three days, take us wherever we want to go on this huge harbour. It's it's a Fantastic. massive harbour. Um, it's a very cool place. So yeah. definitely one you'd enjoy. I reckon another experience that you would go, okay, this is magic. Yeah. So um, question without notice, the the mountain range that I'm looking at there, do you know the yeah. name of that? or uh, Maybe. I, I know the Western Arthurs and the Eastern Arthurs. Okay. Um, so that could be part of the Eastern Arthurs. Yeah, right. So that's that's looking almost north from the south of Tassie. Ah, so, gotcha. Yep. Funnily enough, the first photo I put up is probably as the crow flies, probably about forty or fifty kilometers just over the other side of those mountains. Well, it's a it's a hot spot for your it, photography. It, the southwest of Tasmania, folks. If you're coming to Tassie, you need to put the southwest of Tassie on your to do list when you're out here because it gets incredible light, incredible weather, really great conditions, good and bad. Um, it's just a spectacular part of the world. Love it. All right, let's go. Next one. So oh, this is I like this one. I I do too. Now, what you're looking at here is look, it was kind of a fluke because the the sun is right behind that dark cloud in the middle of the photo. And we had um uh, some sea fog rolling across. And it was the the conditions were changed. In fact, we had it yesterday here as well here in Ocean Grove. Um, so much humidity in the air at the moment, so we're getting temperature inversions and the cloud inversions and sea fog and all the whole the whole bit. This was down at again Point Lonsdale, but on the backside yeah. of the lighthouse, looking obviously west, uh, sort of um, west southwest across the Ocean across Bass Strait, and um, yeah, just the conditions were so atmospheric. Mm. And folks, what you're looking at there is an iPhone photo. Um, God, so, iPhone 13, no? No, this is the this is actually the new iPhone. Uh, oh, that doesn't look too bad. No, that really that, that, did, that did okay for that shot, but uh, there is yeah. something to be said about fog and sun together. Um, they just, just work. It just it just makes it, doesn't it? It's it just just, it just diffuses the light perfectly. Yeah, I'm yeah. really happy with that composition as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, maybe I do wish I had my, in inverted commas, real camera with me when I shot that. But uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if I would have got exactly the same. Well, I wouldn't have got exactly the same moment. So no. there's just that little smattering of light on the water where, this, yeah. where you know the sun is. Um, yeah. There's something about that image. And I, I, I'm i really proud of it. I really like it. I just don't know. I don't know what, what it is. Maybe it's because it's so different and there's not one standout yeah. in the image or something like that. I'm not sure sort of less is more in that one. I think like it's, you look at it, yeah, yeah, you look at it and go, okay, it's just water and a bit of sun. But I think, I think it's the mist that makes it like, it's got a real mystery about it. Well, I think, I think that it's the color. 
like well, and the know, color that, that, that makes it yeah that's that go- it's proper golden and this is unedited this is straight from straight yeah. from phone to you folks so yeah. yeah make of that what you will as much as i bag out the iphone 15 but uh it did that one okay it's a bucket of shit yep next uh right yeah so this i know well, where that is i know <laughs> i know <laughs> this was taken on the same trip that brendan and i did uh back in early 2023 uh so this is just after you head off from kitchen hut around the what's that the western side of cradle mountain as you make your way down into waterfall valley um this is the fagus tree very famous and popular in tasmania um so we were walking along it wasn't the greatest of conditions um but it's just color and it's everywhere. So um, I've always wanted to try and get a shot like this where it's sort of like endless Vegas disappearing into the into the distance. And that that was the sort of trip that we're able to do it. So yeah. Um, so yeah, I was really happy with this one. Um, again, it's nothing too special, but it's a memory. I, I can sort of tell you how I was feeling. I can tell you what sort of camera I was using, what settings, a whole lot. Like um, so this again, this is the IM1. This would be the the Leica 8 to uh, 8 to 18 lens. Um, which is being used a fair bit this year, um, but yeah, it's just it's just a it's got a real sort of Jurassic feel about it, um, especially with the little pencil pines in the background. Yeah, but yeah, but I like I love those kind of scenes. I love having that foreground interest and sort of vanishing into the background with, again, like we're talking about fog on your shot, the last one before. Again, fog sort of really draws your eye out to sort of look how far you can see back into those trees, because mm. um, they sort of keep vanishing and vanishing and vanishing. So. Um, yeah, I was happy with that one. Uh, again, good memories, good people on the trip. It was great fun. And yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I was thinking when you took that photo. How, how the hell am I going to do this for six days? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's about, it is about then after you leave civilization yeah. behind. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, there's no, we're past the point of no return. It's that way or bust. Mm. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. One thing you I loved it, about this yeah. and this area in particular was. It was it was my first taste of the wild Tasmania. Yeah. Yes, I, I, yeah, think, yeah. I think that I think that's what I really digged about. Yeah, the one thing I love, like I love and I hate this section of the track because this is, like you said, it's sort of just after Kitchen Hut, so you sort of really start. You sort of leave the the tourist crowd today, the day crowds behind. You start getting into your journey. Um, but the thing I hate about this section is there is so much to shoot in that section yeah. between Kitchen Hut and the first hut you go to. Yeah. But you're always trying to get to that first campsite. I, I would love to get out there and most likely will next year. I'll probably go for a bit of a walk out there and and spend a good day out there at the back and um, have a look around in the Fagus time because, yeah, it's a stunning place. And Oh, it's, yeah. it's incredible. Um, yeah, it, it was a real treat to be there. Um, it was where the track had the big – like a lot of rocks to a lot of boulders yeah, and stuff. It's, so. it's, it's, it's right. It's, it's also one of the shittest walking parts of the track yeah, too. S- slow going, I think, was it was. So, uh, yeah, no, rumor, no, that was cool. R- I enjoyed that. Rumour has it that they're trying to fix that section, but I haven't seen any proof of that yet. But, yeah. I kind of don't want them to. It's like a badge of honour, right? You know what? If they if they cut out that – what is it? It's about four or 500 metres of just shit. If they cut that out, I reckon it would be – I reckon I could almost do that walk blindfolded. Yeah. It's yeah. a, it's the only part of the track where you've got to severely concentrate on every oh, yeah. take. Yeah. The rest of it you can sort of bluff your way through, but that section is just like any any slip of the ankle and you're you're in trouble. No, exactly. So. All right, let's uh let's move right along. So this is it. This is the Ooh. shot that um Ooh. I actually I'm gonna go out on a limb here and I think this is the best photo I took in twenty twenty three. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, I and, and and you know I don't mind or care what other people think of it. Again, because of the emotion that was attached to it, um, yeah. I'd, I got to the Sum Apostles. I was ready to go. There were people everywhere, Cam. It was it yeah. was jam- it was like I don't know. Maybe someone said, "Hey, this is the time when the sun sets right behind the Apostles." So this is where right. you want to. And, and and I'll be honest, I did not know that. I I, I fluked it. I got hit yeah. there on the day that it sets <laughs> right behind, and um, I was looking. I, I had my tripod set up, and I was looking. And I had my long lens. This is the M1X with the hundred to four hundred. Um, zoom right in on the sun. I went. I don't know. I need some point of difference here. So I just mm. stepped back a little bit and bought this crappy little bloody tree that was overhanging and bought it yeah, in. It works. It out and it, yep. I think it does. I think it adds mm. so many layers of depth to it. Like it's a real deep photo. So well, I think yeah. Um, I think the thing I love about it is that like every almost every single photo of the twelve apostles you see is a grand view of ocean, cliffs, and right. apostles. This is just one and a half apostles. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> hidden, and, and you framed it up with some foliage, which I don't think I've yeah. seen a shot like this before yeah. from down that from down that way, which is And, and that, awesome. that's what I make it my mission every time I go there, mm. to come yep. away with a different angle. Like, I don't know. I'm, and, and it feels like one of those places that you can, that you're never going to exhaust it. Like it's, no. it's endless, infinite, how many different compositions well, you can get well, that place. Especially if you start using shallow depth of field shooting through foliages and things Correct. like that and yeah, getting creative, yeah. you you can turn a location that's been done to death into what looks like a brand new location that no one's ever seen before. So Yeah. Yeah. I've done nothing with this image other than put it on the Down South Photo Show. So you guys have yeah. gotten a little exclusive. Um, I, I put it up. When I shot it, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, but since then, I haven't really done anything with it at all. Uh, if yeah. I had my time over, I probably wouldn't have shot it at uh, 400 ISO. I would have cranked it back a little bit. I think it's a wee bit noisy, but that whatever. Yeah, that means nothing, um, doesn't it? But the way it's framed and then the sun is framed by that little cloud as well. It's Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I felt really I – th- I think I took this shot, looked at the back of the screen and went, well, that's it. I'm done. I've got, I've got the shot. So uh, they're cool moments when you do that. You look at the back and go, I don't think I can do that any better than what I have. I can't, I can't improve on this. And then you, then you, then you just, you, your brain just says, no, you can't go yet. You've only been here five minutes. You must stay longer. And yeah. then all you do is just create crap for the rest of the trip that you're there. And then almost, you, you're almost sort of shooting, uh, looking for a bonus and it's, yeah. it never comes and you might as no. well just put your camera away. Yep. Yeah. And absolutely. just enjoy, enjoy the rest of the sunset knowing that you've, you've got it in the bag sort of thing. Yeah. Like you've bagged your big fish and you don't need, yeah. and you've fed the family. You don't need any more. So yeah. And if something, if something pops out, then yeah. Okay. You take it. But yeah. Exactly. Otherwise again, you just enjoy the moment. Yeah. yeah now that is, really a, I'm always, I'm going to look on that. Image. I'm, I'm going to print one of them for myself. I think I've got, and, and again, I know that other people are looking at it going really that, but you know, it means a lot to me. And that's, I think that's what is. is what matters. Here you go, Cam. Oh, that looks familiar. Um, so this <laughs> is this my last one? It is, isn't it? Uh probably. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> uh, what have we done? One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, this is the last one. Um, yeah, so again, I this think, is I think there's two to come. Oh, is there? Right here. Um <laughs> so again, this is uh this is my current screensaver on my computer here that I'm looking at as well. Um, but it was just one of those surreal moments where you're standing somewhere that you might have thought you never would stand. Um, be like you'd be like going to Antarctica. I don't think I'll ever get to Antarctica, but it'd be like standing there and just going, "Okay, never wow." Say never, Cameron. Never say never. I know, I know. Um, 
but it was just one of those moments and credit to the company that took us through uh, this Antelope Canyon. There's, there's about four or five different companies that do it, but we had a really good guide. Uh, she was a bit of a legend in the game. Apparently she'd been doing it for years, but she knew exactly how long to wait for that first group to go through and clear out the walkways for us. And anyone, it was quite funny in, in her, she, she must've been, um, was in, in Arizona. So there's a, quite a lot of Southern border people there. Uh, Mexicans and South Americans that might move up there. And she had an accent. I don't exactly know where she was from, but every time the group behind us popped the head around a corner, man, she was hostile. It was hilarious that she's put people, <laughs> you'll get back around that corner and wait, you know, like you're not allowed to, you, this is my group, you know, bugger off. Like she had, she had, <laughs> and like the people like, it was like watching a deer in the headlights. People like, Oh my God, what have I done? Like, have I just yeah. ruined something? So yeah. she was fantastic. So we got plenty of time with, with free passage all the way through this this canyon and this is just a shot i liked um i really liked how the light was sort of bright at the back and sort of dark as you get closer to the camera uh all handheld on the om1 because you can't take tripods in there um but yeah it's just one of those moments where you know I'm, there's a million different photos of these these canyons and millions more better than this one but for me this is just a moment where i thought you know what i never thought i'd actually stand here and and actually um i remember five star dan was there with me as well and we were sort of hanging at the back a bit and he, even he was really impressed. And uh, I think we both had a bit of a moment, you know, being cousins and best mates, we sort of know each other really well. And we both had a bit of a moment where we thought, you know, how lucky are we that yeah. we're here, we're here scouting for a trip we're doing next year. Like we, we felt ultra privileged to be able to have, you know, I guess working in a job that I love doing what I love and he gets to come along and help out, which he loves as well. So you know, it was more, it's more of a, a more of a, um, a tribute, I guess, to, to customers and, and guests that come on my tours to allow me the opportunity to, you know, do this as well. So it, it had amazing, a, amazing to think that that shot is handheld. Yeah. And it's, it's sharp as it's, it's going to get printed big. I have already framed one up. It's printed big. Take, take uh, that, take that back in time to someone, even in the early 2000s and yeah. say, this is shot handheld. They won't believe you. No, they won't. No. Um, and it's it's sharp as a tack. Like this is mm -hmm. ISO, I think it was ISO eight hundred. It's shooting around about F four. I think it was about a second or two exposure. Ridiculous. Um, yeah, and it's just amazing. So yeah, um, you know when I when I print it out, I'll add a little bit of sharpening to it just to help it if it wants to go a bit larger in size. But overall, I was like even and back at camera, like all I've done is added a bit of contrast and yeah, maybe brought the shadows up a little bit and just. Made I sure don't think it needs anything, mate. And and at correct viewing distance, you know, it's going to be totally exactly totally right. Like I said, I've got one framed up over here, um, and it looks. I reckon it looks really nice. It's only a smaller size, but no, it's a cracker. Uh, yeah, absolutely, amazing spot. And if you ever get the chance to go there, um, definitely do it. Love it, awesome. Um, I think there's more. Yeah, so. This shot, this, this is on, <laughs> this is out a plane window over Bass Strait, heading down, flying between Melbourne and Launceston to do the yeah. overland track. Yeah. And this was just, yeah, an opportune moment. And, and, and I don't want people to think for a minute that they have to have the latest gear and the best camera and, no. you know, this and that and the, the lenses and the tools and Photoshop and all this sort of stuff. This is the iPhone 13 Pro out the bloody oh, can, Jetstar plane window. You can tell it's much better than the 15. And and you just, there's nothing beats opportunity. Yeah. And um, I'm watching this sunrise. I had, I had Jacko beside me and, and uh, you know, get out of Jacko, he watches. And, um, you know, I, I, I score the window seat by 
well, probably I planned that, but and, and I'm just watching the sunrise as we took off, and I thought this is going to be pretty good, and this smattering of cloud, and mm. man, I love that photo. Um, yeah. That should have if that that should have given you a pretty good heads up of how good Tassie is. Well, true. Um, it, it represents, uh, you know, the beginning of, a, of an awesome journey, but it also there's a gold color. I mean, yeah. I was it was like, am I seeing? Is this real? <laughs> I, I love I love the fact that there's cloud shadows. Yeah, yeah, and reckon, you're above them. Yeah, that's like that's what I mean. Like, who said aerials were shit? Well, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Aerials are awesome. Like, yeah, that's you know, right. It wasn't. It wasn't hard. I just that, sort should, of... <laughs> that should win. That should win every landscape photographer of the year if competition hands down. <laughs> anyway, uh, iPhone 13 Pro, plain window, Jetstar flight. You know what? J, that, that JQ two 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 or whatever it is. That could be uh, one of the most incredibly unique photos ever taken in the history of photography for a few reasons. Okay. One, one it's on an iPhone. Looks amazing. Yep. yep. Two, it's out of a plane window with no reflections. That's even more impressive. Thank and you. three, it's on a Jetstar flight that's running <laughs> on time. But that's incredible. Like, usually yeah. you wouldn't get sunrise. Usually you get uh, the middle a of the tip day. for young players flying Jetstar: get the first plane out of anywhere, always yes, yep. on time. It is, isn't it? Yep, always. I had a uh, discussion with my brother over Christmas Day or the Christmas night. Now he doesn't come here down down here very often. Um, and I said to him, next year, maybe Christmas, everyone can come down to our house, whatever. They may or may not do it. And he came up with this stat. He goes, oh, I was looking the other day at all the airports around Australia and Hobart has the most delayed flights out of any capital city in Australia. Mm -hmm. I said, yeah, if you if you catch the 9.30 p.m. one, it's always delayed if not cancelled. But get on the first one and you are on time if not early most times. So absolutely, small tip for you. Get on the first plane, not the last one. Yeah, and, and the, the hilarious thing about flying to Tasmania from Melbourne, particularly to Launceston. Yeah. It's like we're airborne. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're prepared for landing. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. You, you get up, they go, bing, bong. Yeah, the, cap right. the captain's taken off the seatbelt sign. They go, yeah. bing, bong. Captain's yeah. asked to put the seatbelt on for landing. You hardly, it hardly feels like yeah. the, the engines have got up to speed and you're no, coming into land. No, you, got, you might have enough time to take a piss and that's about it. And that's about it. Yeah. Uh, in this case, I think I had a coffee and that was about it. Uh, yeah. One photo to come. There you go, mate. Oh, there you go. I do have one more. Okay, yes. So... Um, you know this photo well because you printed it on a massive canvas for me. Gee, it looked good on canvas. Massive. It does, it does look good on canvas. Massive. Um, Fifty again, by thirty inches, if I remember rightly. Well, not not one to boast, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, this is just one of those moments that was. <laughs> this is just one of those moments. We need a little drum kit. <laughs> um, this is just one of those moments again where it was all about the experience and the moment as opposed to necessarily the photo. Um, we were in massive swells in these little boats uh, that the the Rob Pennycott tours off Bruny Island do, um, to the point where we had three boats out there. And even though between the two ray radios between all boats, they were they were in hysterics at how big these waves were. They're like, well, we, they're like, well, we shouldn't be out here, but how bloody good is this? They're just gnarly as. But um, this is a shot. This is taken with the OM1 with a seventy five mil one point eight. So this is a hundred and fifty mil lens in huge swells and i reckon i took about 10 shots trying to get this lined up sort of going up and down in the boat um, but it just had all this sea spray so below these cliffs there's all these massive waves crashing just creating this spray um and it's just the the rocks and the color it's got a bit of lichen it's got a bit of grass uh it just worked um but again it was just that moment uh, i had 
uh, Jamie was with me on this trip and we had a couple of customers. One had their head in the spew bag and I'm taking photos of this thing. <laughs> it, was, it was just like, it was just a story that you'll always remember. Like, oh, when did you take that shot? Oh yeah, she was spewing up. The boats were going to tip over in 20 meter waves. And so, yeah, it's just a moment, but um, yeah, I was really happy with it that it turned out well. And again, it printed really well and yeah, it was good. Great. Fun. Awesome. Uh, gee, you, you live in a good part of the world, mate. It is. It is a nice part. Even today, I, I came back from Cradle Mountain and just driving home. Like, geez, this place is pretty. Yeah, that's so, a good spot. Mm. All right, I'll oh. stop sharing that now. We're back. It's back to us now. Look out, we're going to heads on. How, how disappointing for everyone. Yeah. yeah. So I hope Especially... you enjoyed that, folks. That was um, a little run through of um, some of the fun we got up to. And to be perfectly honest, I did have a hard time choosing just five because I, yeah. I, I was really ha happy with my productivity this year. I'm, I think you were as well, Cam. Yeah. Um, with what we put out this year, so uh, yeah, yeah, that was that was good. I enjoyed that. Do you want to know? Here's a here's a, a fact without asking. Uh, when you notice, yeah, well, sort of. Um, when you're asking me to get those photos together about three seconds before we went on air, yes, um, I sorted my Lightroom catalog by 2023, and I took 18,970 photos. Holy smokes! Hmm. So. Out of those, there's maybe six. <laughs> <That'd be good. laughs> um, we, we talked about spray and pray, didn't we? <laughs> um, I don't know why there's so many. Um, I haven't done any weddings or anything like that. Um, I did a couple of things that were like, uh, even the other week I was in Melbourne and did a, a, a band shoot. I don't know if you ever heard of these guys, Dean and Carruthers? Uh, yes, I certainly have. Yeah, they've been playing around. They're, they, they're playing still. My brother does a bit of work for them and I went and did like, 1500 shots them the other day. So like there's some things I've done where there's been lots of shots. Um, but yeah, 18, almost 19,000 shots for the year. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like it's when you say, oh, I shot that many photos, but over a year, that's probably about mm. average for, a, for yeah. a landscape photographer. I mean, you'll go out like, for example, the Mali trip that we did for four days. Well, there I you mean, go. That's right. Yeah. You probably took 2000 frames then, you know, Easy. so yeah. And that's on that's, one four-day trip, so, so it's, it's only an average of sixteen hundred a month. So that's not, not much. It's not that much, really. No. So which is four hundred yeah. a week. So yeah, but you're right. Any any workshop, I would I would come home with a couple of thousand easily. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Now, shall we move on to uh, the photography word of the week? Oh yes, we? yes. Because Let's... you love it when I have to get my mouth around these words. Um, mouth around what? Jeez, These words on. that you put this, up for me, because Cam well, has his his photography dictionary. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let me get it out for you. Okay, uh, here it is. Oh, hang on. What, what's, it, what's, what's, what's it called? Oh, it's called I Can't Get It Right on the Camera. The Focal Encyclopedia of Photography. Oh, yeah. Good luck, son. The photography words, or in this case, phrase of the week, is corpuscular theory. What is the corpuscular theory? Brandon? How did I go? Uh, I would say you're right. Corpuscular theory. Corpuscular yeah. theory. I have no f***ing idea. Beep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, you're not beating that out, eh? I'm, I'm happy to say I would don't, not have a clue about... Don't, don't, you better not beep that out. That's corpuscular? What? Corpuscular. So, We're getting a bit loose on New Year's Eve. That's fine. Yeah, so now I've got to try and explain it to you. Right, yeah. <laughs> so a theory for the propagation, propagation of light in particles or corpuscular form advanced by Sir Isaac Newton. So this theory states basically that light rays were made up of many tiny corpuscles, which traveled at very high speeds and had characteristic colors. These corpuscles were thought to travel in straight lines unless reflected or refracted. The phenomenon of diffraction resulted in the abandonment, abandonment, 
abandonment, yeah, <laughs> of the all of the corpuscular theory. So it's uh, yeah, it's about light particles and how they travel and that they have characteristic colors. That is fantastic. Yep. So will like you that. ever use that again? No, probably not. Never. It, it has a has a bit of a footnote down the bottom, which I probably should have read first. Uh, see also quantum theory. Holy right! This is proper like physics. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I remember go. you might remember this uh, back in our camera action camera house days. I don't remember much of those days. Our good friends at Panasonic came out with a three CCD chip um, that broke. Yes. That so you had one sensor that recorded uh, red, one sensor that recorded green, yes. and one sensor that recorded blue. Yes, the three sets. This I could have stood there to a customer and said, "It's all about the corpuscular theory on this camera." <laughs> Well, that's that's true, and they would have um, bought it. <laughs> well, this is the thing. Like, there's so this is what I love about photography, which is lost a bit these days, I must admit. But like, this is the book I used from uni twenty odd years ago, about, yes. and I I studied applied physics and scientific photography as my degree, and we lived out of this book. Like, we had to look and research things and look things yeah. up. But there is so much science behind photography. Like, light in itself is just phenomenal. Like, how light works and how you know, reflects and does things on sensors and film. And that's just incredible how it all works. So um, it's not just as simple as point and shoot. It's There's a lot of science-y stuff going on. That's yeah. the technical term for it, science-y stuff. Um, but well done. You did well. Uh, you dropped well, the you know, I did well. I love it. I, 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 love I didn't, it. didn't have a not, – not any idea. Yeah. Um, so we've we got, we got a few more to get through, but it's a pretty big book. It is a big book. Well, maybe yeah. we'll get up to episode – 248,000 and we'll get them all done. Wow. Deer cam. Oh, we got a deer cam, have we? Well, it's New Year's Eve. So hey, there's, well. there, there's 923 pages. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there's you were going to say there's 923 uh, people watching us right now, but we're not live. Well, oh, no, or are we? Or are well, we? You, you, you started off making it sound like we were, but now we're not. We might be. Anyway, deer cam. Yes. Oh, hello, hello, Brendan and Cam. It doesn't even say dear Cam. It's hello, Brendan and Cam. Now, look, Peter, if you're going to send us a dear Cam, you're going to have to start it with dear bloody Cam. All right. So well, I'm telling you, this this whole segment's turned into yours, and I'm just a I'm a footnote. Well, yeah, that's it's my my way of you know just just getting my ego massaged a little have, bit. Have have we had this question before? I can't remember. Let's find out. Hello, Brendan and Cam. Peter. We won't give away his last Peter, Peter from South Australia. From South Australia, can you be a little bit more specific? Well, there's not much going on Peter, in South Australia. Peter, you got to you got to go back and do you know Cam? Do you know where are you from in South Australia? Do you know Coles shuts at four o'clock on a Saturday in Adelaide? You told me this. Oh my god, mate! Don't I get know. me started on Adelaide. Adelaide's lovely, just not if you want to eat. What, which 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 state is more in the seventies, South Australia or Tasmania? Okay, I would say they're very similar, but they're I think they are too. They're a different parallel of the seventies. <laughs> so I would say Adelaide is the really nice seventies where there wasn't much going on apart from nice music and pretty mm. things. Where Hobart's the you know a bit more of the proper seventies where there's a bit well. More I'm stuff going to on. Adelaide this year, so I better be nice because Peter will beat me up if I get to Adelaide. He'll, he'll he, especially with his monopod. He will do this kick a Vic thing, which I don't like. Peter from South Australia here. Just curious about your thoughts on the monopod. Are they any good? Question mark. I have just snapped a leg on my heavy. Right, I mean, I thought he'd snapped a leg. I just snapped a leg on my heavy duty tripod, and it's now in the bin. <laughs> I have a Manfrotto monopod, but have never used it. 
am I going to? Oh, I am going to Hawaii in early 2024. Hello, you go. <laughs> hey, nice work, Pete. And hope it's good enough. Do monopods serve the purpose, or should I bite the bullet and get a new tripod? Thank you, Pete. Uh, All right, Pete. Um, <clears throat> monopods. They are about as useful as tits on a bull. Yes, in I, my an ashtray on a motorcycle. Yeah, uh, like a flywire door on a submarine. <laughs> they true. are completely useful. Well, if you're doing sports <laughs> and uh, animal wildlife and you want some balance to sort of help pan and stuff, then they're fine. Uh, I must admit, I used to keep a monopod in my car purely for the sake of using it if I needed to protect myself because that's all yes. I felt was good for. But yeah, like if that's the only thing you had, then yeah, you could make it work. But if you've got the option to go buy another uh, tripod, uh, especially if you're going to Hawaii where you might want to do some long exposures of waterfalls and beach scenes and stuff like that. Volcanoes. Volcanoes and stuff like that. I would be T-Rexes. T-Rexes, yeah. little. That's right. Could be anything. Mm. Elvis. Um, mm. So I would say I would go and bite the bullet and buy a new tripod. It doesn't mean you have to spend thousands of dollars on a tripod. You can get a good tripod for a few hundred dollars. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, and if you're not sure, I'd still go buy a – a fairly cheap and nasty one just for the trip. So you got a tripod to take with you. But Peter, what... get yourself a Manfrotto be free tripod. Manfrotto be free. This this is not sponsored by Manfrotto at all. It should no, be, but it's, it's not. not. That should be our game. A whole goal for 2024 is to get one sponsor. One. One. Just one. <laughs> just one sponsor. You know what yes. though? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna regret the day we do get a sponsor. Because it means we're gonna to have to do more technical stuff and like promos and insert things. You and... mean you mean sponsors other than Cam Blake Photography and Ocean Grove Camera and Photo, of course. Well, they're, they're our number two, number one and two sponsors. That's right. That's right. I mean, like a proper one. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there's one that actually gives. <laughs> one that gives, not just takes. Uh, right. Anyway, back to Peter's question. Yes, uh, get yourself a tripod, Pete, before you go to Hawaii, um, yep. or go to Hawaii and buy one cheap over there. They might be cheaper. In not, Hawaii, not as silly as it sounds, because mm. uh, you know you, you might have you have to lug the thing. Like, go, Pete. When when you're at the airport, go into duty free, buy yourself a tripod for yep. 60, 70 bucks, and then give it to some kid with a camera when you're in yep. Hawaii. And say, there you go, mate. You know, yeah. And yep. then don't don't worry about it. It's basically like you're hiring it. Yeah, that's yeah. an option. Yeah, yeah, totally. I'll definitely do that, Pete. So yeah. thank you. If you have a deer cam question, please send it into us. Uh, you can uh, hit up the uh, the links in the description. You can go to um, our Canadian, Facebook page. How's your Canadian club going? Yes. <laughs> and it's a few Eve cam. Yeah, Come on. Oh yeah, it's kicking in. You've been drinking all day, haven't you? <laughs> it's New Year's Eve. We've got to do this. Yeah. Um, beer donations. Thank you, Mel, for donating. Okay. Mallory. Beer. Mallory? Thank, you, thank you, Mallory, for donating oh, Mallory. another beer for us. I, th I think that's all it donated. I, I probably should Look, just double check. If you would like to donate us a beer, dsps.com.au, you can buy us a beer. What buying us a beer does is actually support the channel. Yeah, we might buy a beer here or there, but you know, when we've got to upgrade our microphones or when we've got to pay for our YouTube subscription or our bloody Podbean thingy, you know, it all goes towards keeping us. Oh, hang on. There's, there's a few food. others. Uh, oh, there are more. Uh, yeah, Far Jenny, away. Jenny also bought us one. Would that be Jenny C? Jenny C. Uh, Thank every time Jenny she C. watches the episode, she, she, uh, she buys us a beer. But can I just say, uh, for the whole year, 2023, yes. or whenever we introduce this crazy idea of buying us alcohol, yes. um, I must admit my beer fridge has been full all year. Right. 
Uh, that probably makes not. one of us. I was going to say, probably not yours because <laughs> all the money comes into my PayPal account. <laughs> but that's okay. You just shout out whenever you need some and I'll that's send fine. some your way. Um, but no, thank you to everyone that supported us. Um, oh, like by said, the way, that reminds me. I bought a new camera too. When? Today. All right. What'd you buy? GFX? I, I forgot to mention this. Oh, well, hang on. Let's rewind. Hang on. Let's cut. Go back. Go back again. Uh, yeah. Uh, what have you bought? No, you've... Um, a DJI Pocket 3. Did you buy the Osmo? Yes, I did. Ah, you cheeky mofo. Is on its way to me. I probably won't get it until the end ah. of January, but that's fine. I don't. There's no stock, so right. I'll, I'll get it eventually. Right. Okay. How much they sluggy for that one? I can't even remember. And the right. reason for this is because we are improving what we deliver to our beer donators. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that. It's funny you say that because uh, this week, as you know, I went up to Cradle Mountain, and I've started doing a little bit of a video about. Yes. So I've put together a little bit. I I didn't get exactly what I wanted at Cradle Mountain, so I probably have to wait a little bit longer to finish that video off. But right. the idea is that you know each month or so we're going to, well, hopefully each month we're going to put out a bit of a instructional, hands-on, in the field type of video where either Brendan and I go out and we'll, we'll sort of show you how we set up shots and get yeah. stuff done. It won't it won't be Thomas Heaton. We know that much. It's not going to be that, that kind of that quality. That guy has gone to another level he is so good at the youtube game why he's uh, he's i just find his videos so entertaining mm. thomas when are you coming on the show come on tom please should we should we let out um who we are who who we've invited on the no, show no 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 we can't give anything away until we actually get them on the bloody show <laughs> then the expectation well, it's not it's right not it's not going to happen but we can always put it out there no we'll, we'll, can we give him a hint no yes well uh how do we give him a hint <laughs> without giving it away that's right no we can't we can't do that we can't okay we'll have to um a bit more housekeeping so mm. yes it's new year's eve you have one day left today if it's already next year bad luck you've missed it to enter our um summer comp on the uh, down south photo show facebook page so if you go to our facebook just search down south photo show in facebook if you haven't already you can like us there. You can follow us there, and you can enter our summer photo comp. Now we have had some banging entries, and I say this every month when we mm. have the comps. <clears throat> um, the entry, the, the 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 quality of image is absolutely brilliant. There's been some stunning... well, apart, apart from the place place maker, what are they? The placeholder <clears throat> with with the surfers. That's a bit yeah yeah. Crap, sorry, but... that was that was just mine. We've had uh, over fifty entries, I believe. Amazing. Uh, and just scrolling through now there, you know what I'm liking? And mm -hmm. I don't know how much you've looked at them that, but I'm liking the fact that they're definitely summer shots, but not all of them are in color. And I like that. I like people doing a bit different. There looks like there's some guy who's put up, well, he's going to get disqualified. That's a, an aerial. There's two aerials, Tom Putt, you're disqualified. Um, he's Photoshopped in people. We just see his name group. and he gets disqualified. Really? Yeah. He tried to call me today. I didn't answer. Yeah, not surprised. Why would you? No. He's just going to talk about himself. You know that. I do have. I do have uh, something I do like in that. There is one photo in there that I like. Okay. Um, which is cool. But yeah, there's yeah. You got uh, yeah. A few days still. We might put out something on the Facebook page this week beforehand. Just to just to sort of you know as a reminder, I know I know our number one beer donator messaged me to say where's the link. I'm like, come on, granddad, come on, Mallory, Mallory. Sort it out. 
I, I've been not, I can't hang shit on Mallory. He's coming to bloody Utah. Mallory's, Mallory's giving you quite a sum of money. Yeah, <laughs> Mall Mallory's, Mallory's paying for my summer pretty much. Um, <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so um, yeah, put it in there. It's uh, If you go to the DSPS Facebook page, there's a pinned post. So it's up the very top. And the, the pinned post has a placeholder of two surfers walking across the beach in sunset. Yes. So you, you shouldn't road. miss that one. So you just click um, on that and it'll take you to the... The link now last bit of homework and um for the or um for the for the year we're done for the year pretty much uh we cameron and i that guy on the other screen or in your other ear if you're listening to the podcast is coming to my neck of the woods to host once again our one day ballerine uh peninsula photography workshop that, which that is we, that we have two of <laughs> which is a, so much fun. Like we have a ball. Um, you will learn a lot. You'll be inspired to take great photos in an awesome part of the world, which is my backyard. So I love showing it off. I know my way around this joint pretty well now. So um, January the 18th, which I believe is the Thursday, we still have two spots left. So we the do. Friday one, the day after is sold out completely, but we still have two spots left for January the 18th, which is very, very soon. So if you've got... Mm. A spare Thursday, January the eighteenth, available. Uh, why not? Jump um, in your car. Did, head it starts. Down. Do we say it starts at two o'clock? Around two o'clock. Um, yeah, and goes right through to sunset. So you're about seven hours with us. God yeah. damn it! Imagine we bring, that. We bring an esky. That goes without saying. I think the Canadian clubs might find their way in there. They're quite good. Um, I so, might bring some hard solo. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. And just a little uh, Ocean Grove camera and photo homework. The workshops I'm running with Glenn Lavender, two spots left. So, which happened? The January one is sold out. The February one only has two spots left now. So, um, jump on. There's links in description. You'll find us. And if you can't find them, just hit us up. We'll we'll tell you exactly where you need to go. So, but yeah, the um the the workshops that Cam and I run have been very very popular. Um, our Tassie one's already sold out. Our Great Ocean Road one is well on the way to being sold out. Yep. Are we announcing the second Tassie one yet, Cameron, or not? Uh, not yet. We might up yeah. our sleeve. Up our sleeve. Yeah, we might. You know, that's, it's a, that's a teaser, folks. That there will be another Tasmania DSPS workshop happening in 2024. Yes, uh, it'll be the second half of 2024. I'm very excited about that. Um, mm. I'm excited about all our workshops, but that's going to be cool. I'm just so excited in general. I am. And don't forget, folks, uh, Mali 2024 is now up. So if mm. you want to join us in 2024 for the Mali tour, which this year was brilliant, uh, mm. please come along and do that. Cam, this has been one of the longest podcasts we've ever done. Yeah. So how far did people get this week? That's right. Let's see. If you made it to whatever Remember? time this is, 90 minutes or whatever it is on this podcast, please Boobs. let us know. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, that's it. Thanks for Is a big it? year, Cam. I hope you Thank enjoyed you. yourself in 2023. We already sort of banged on about how much we love each other in episode 100, so we won't do it again in five episodes no. later. So, oh, you, you missed a bit under the best photos top five. Oh, did I? Hang on, yeah. I'll, I'll let me scroll up. Yeah, yeah oh, I'm pretty glad I missed yeah. that as well. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, right. Here. Um, yeah, no, thank you. It's been another great year. Was this, a, was this the third? Year? Uh, technically, our third year, yes. God, that's weird, isn't it? Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. Um, are we are we going to get to a thousand subs next year? Are we going to do a thousand episodes? I thought you were going to say. No, <laughs> a thousand no. subs on on the YouTube's. 
I'm very confident that we will tick over a thousand subs next year. So um, if you've if you've listened this far and you're you're listening from a country that's not Australia and you're not uh, a subscriber. And you're not a subscriber, we would love for you to subscribe. But we'd also love for you to maybe share the show on your little Facebook groups that you're part of or camera clubs. Be great to get more international people from England or the UK uh, the UK yeah. or, or USA yep. tuning in. Yep. Because apparently us Australians are pretty funny and we have a bit of a bit more of a lighthearted <laughs> funny looking. Funny looking, a bit of fun, a bit more of a lighthearted view on photography. So it might yeah. be just up the alley. Instead of listening to Thomas Heaton, who's all proper and trim, yeah. um, maybe listen to us instead. Yeah, I think we're a bit more like Gavin Hardcastle. Yeah, <laughs> well, we, we asked him to come on the show. He, he didn't say no. He, he, he didn't completely say no, did he? He didn't sort of shut hmm. us down. He just maybe, he maybe politely he declined. Maybe he did shut us down politely. I don't know. God damn it. Did we fall for it? You know what? Um, I, I reckon we're going to get this person I've asked. Okay. And I, I, and I told you what I would give you if that happened. <laughs> so get ready. Is um, that going to be recorded as well? <laughs> probably not. Uh, uh, look, uh, happy new year, everyone. Yeah. Uh, hope you enjoy your 2024. We will uh, enjoy your fireworks. If you're going out to shoot fireworks and take any advice that we gave you earlier and Ignore it and do whatever you want. Yeah. Well, yeah, get out there and try. Absolutely. Um, unsure if we're doing an episode in the first week of January. We'll see. We might take a week off. But anyway, you'll find out. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, all said and done, Cameron? I think so. Yes, I think that has been it for 2023. Love it. Uh, look forward to 2024. That's it. That's the podcast. Thanks for joining us for episode 106 of the Downside Photo Show. We will see you next year for episode 107. Bye. Ciao. Oh, beer time. Ooh. Oh, hang on. Oh, cheers. Ah!